From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you, fun seekers. Hi there, this is Patrick Timpone. Sorry, running just a bit late here. We had a little technical faux pas, but our faux is in two pods, so we're, we're good to go. It is uh, Adam 2.0, the third Wednesday of the month, and we're going to rock and roll for a little while. And then later on, uh, we will talk with a, a young lady who had a near-death, which is called a near-death experience, um, also an out-of-body experience, also what we call soul travel, and you see yourself as soul from above the body, and she did this. I believe it was an operation. We'll find out. I should probably do some research before I talk to her, but you know me. I just wing it. Uh, and so <laughs> I'll look before I put her on. And uh, she's had quite a, quite a change in her life since then, as happens to a lot of people when they really know that they're soul and not just believe it, which is a big difference, you know, from the mental to the spiritual plane. Anyway, so we're going to talk to her a little later. I think it's around 12.30 or so. I think I gave us a little more space to have uh, our conversation with Adam, which is always fun. Uh, Adam Bergstrom's a rock and roll guy. He's been doing research since the beginning of time. Uh, he doesn't even count how many times uh, he's... I don't even know what to say to him, Mark, because you know I don't believe in time, so I can't say years. I don't believe in going around the sun, so I can't say that. I don't even know what to say anymore, so maybe he'll give us some options there. Uh, Stephanie, uh, yeah, her name is Stephanie Arnold. She's the lady It's going to be on 12.30. So we've got uh, two hours, two hours and 15 minutes to play with Adam Bergstrom. And you can join the conversation and the fun by uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. As you know, that would be a an email address for those of you um, who are not, just came in from another planet. Yeah, we do this email thing here. And then also, 888 663-6386. So if you would like to ask Adam I or a question or give us a little grief for what we say because we're both pretty crazy or whatever you want to join, 888-663-6386. Adam 2.0 is just a bit different. It's just kind of like a genre of his first um, Monday of the month visit. But it's a little bit more, on a little bit different because I get a little bit more involved in conversation. So that's the 2.0. Not that I'm not involved anyway. But, um, and what's fun about talking to Adam Bergstrom is that he and I are really good friends. We've known each other for a long time. He's been on this show forever, I think, since the very first show, uh, which was the first show in March in 2008. Can you believe that? And then he was on my show was on KLBJ for a couple of times. And, uh, you know, the last two or three, four years, uh, we've changed some of our opinions about just certain things. But we're such good friends and we're evolved enough to have fun with that. And we don't give each other a hard time for disagreeing with this or that. And we don't try to convince the other person about <laughs> this or that, because that's stupid. So that's why I love you, Adam Bergstrom. And thanks for being on the show twice a month. Thanks for inviting me, Patrick. <laughs> yes, sir. Adam's main website uh, made. Ma- Can I say that? Main website. I need water. Solar timing. That boy, so you can pick up the slack here. So you can, when I stop talking, you can always talk. Solartiming.com. Because you're more than a guest. You're you're like on this show. You're more like a co-host kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like you're more. 
more than a guest. I can walk away and take a pee and you can just carry on, you know, which I've done before. <laughs> you have done this a long time. What's it, yeah. KLBJ, I think three shows on there, too. Really, on KLBJ Austin? You were on three times and they didn't fire me? Yeah, it was either... 2008 or 2007 somewhere back when I was on a ranch in yeah. Fayetteville, Texas. Is that right? Yeah, that was fun. What did we talk about there? I guess we probably kept it pretty pretty cool. Solar timing, eating on time and all of that. Eating on time. Solar nutrition. Solar nutrition. There you go. This, this is the jazzed up acupuncture clock that people see, you know, where the organs are all on time. And our organs go to sleep just like we do at certain times, and they take shifts. So we stay operating all the time due to different crews. Due to due to different what? Uh, different crews. Like in other words, when the lung is awake, the bladder is asleep. I see. When the large intestine is awake, the kidneys are asleep, and it rotates around like yeah. that. It's in a twenty-four hour cycle, right? Exactly. Yeah. Pretty fun. Otherwise, we wouldn't be moving. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> if they all fall asleep, we're in big deep, trouble. Deep doo-doo, as we say. Deep doo Can you say doo-doo? Deep doo-doo. Can you say doo-doo on the air? I mean, I could fire from Facebook. Right. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm back on YouTube, and uh, we got a little YouTube channel working. And we had the remnants of one, Adam, when they, when they pulled it all down on their main one, and our kind of secondary one is up we had about three or four videos an old one with video with you is up there so we're starting to add our new ones but we're just doing it's going to be more from an it takes a long time to get young perspective more spiritual mental uh, food diet you know um i like the yogi thing and you know stuff like that maybe we'll do some flat earth stuff there but we're not going to do any of the real it's talking about if we say it here, I can't put you up on YouTube, but the V word, you <laughs> <No>. know. <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> the V word and, you know, and not get too crazy because they'll just censor you. And what's the point? And uh, you know what I mean. So, are you on YouTube? Do you, it do changes you do YouTube? Back, in, uh, back in George Carlin's day, he had his seven dirty words. Seven now dirty they words. they just changed the words. They just changed the words, right? Now they're V and, and, and I don't know what, what the other <laughs> words are. Do you do, you do the YouTube channel? Are you on YouTube? Once in a while, once in a while, we, we still have some things posted up there, but we haven't done it for a while. We're thinking about doing something. I think it's worth it, you know, only because it's the place to go. You know, it may be bonkers and globalist crazy, but it really is where most people go to watch their videos. It's just a matter of fact, you know. It is. Strangely enough. I get to watch my Russian movies there, though. I'm yeah, still yes. watching hours and hours of Russian movies oh, in yeah. my spare time. Yeah, like you have spare time. You're always writing. I saw on, <laughs> I saw on the Facebook, uh, Facebook post that you're working on a, a book on sugar. Huh? What's that about? Sugar, yep. It's about sugar. <laughs> and I guess there's no positive book on sugar ever written. Most of them are all just They're like it's the negative. devil. It's the devil. They're the de demon sugar, and etc. I'm going to dedicate it to the Cordettes. Remember the Cordettes? The Cordettes. Um, what song did they pop, Lollipop, lollipop. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Demon lollipop is great. I remember that one. 
So your contention is, and you look into this pretty deeply, that the whole the whole sugar is the devil thing is just not true, right? I mean, you, you explain what you what you what you're looking at and what you do. Just like anything else, you can abuse it. You know, there's any you can get addicted to anything or abuse it, whether it's coffee, whether it's sugar, anything. So sugar has a valuable, uh, it's a valuable medicine. It actually used to cure diabetes, type 1 diabetes. Well, actually uh, resolve it because just like insulin was invented in about uh, 1921 or 22, uh, it was a type 1 diabetes was a death sentence up till then. But William Budd and a French man too had given people sugar and kept them alive. And that's what insulin does. It doesn't cure diabetes. You have to take it uh, up to four or five times a day. And now they've raised the price of insulin from uh, $21 a month or so to something like $400 a month. So many people are dying because they can't afford, wow. what's that, four or $5,000 a year for their insulin shot? Do, do you think uh, people, I have a, a relative, God love him, really sweet guy, He's been doing the insulin thing, I think, his whole life. I don't know how long, but long. He's got a little pump on. He wears on his, on his, um, you know. Shoo, man. Do you think that somebody like that could, could you know, um, ditch it? I think you can <clears throat> cure yourself of it because uh, there's cognitive shocks involved. Uh, Adonal once, uh, Adonal Lay, my mentor, once worked on a doctor, a medical doctor who had diabetes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically, after the treatment, he had a serious problem. And it turned out he only needed half as much insulin. So the doctor called him up and said, what happened? He said, well, come back for a second treatment. You won't need any insulin at all. And, the, and it was beyond his understanding. So he didn't come back for the second treatment. He was afraid. Mm. Went back to taking his insulin. Mm. Yeah, I it's hard for me, Adam Bergstrom, to even get into the idea that there's nothing that is incurable. Do you know? I mean, why would that even be, Adam? I, it doesn't make sense, does it? When they say that, it's because they don't know how to cure it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's why. That's why. Yeah, you know, they, they used to say baldness was uh, incurable. Then they came up with uh, Rogaine. And then they came up with Viagra. And they, I mean, they're coming up with things that are incurable. At one time mm-hmm. it was incurable. Then suddenly it's curable. But it's, but it's curable in even better ways than modern medicine. Uh, incurable diseases used to be cured by mesmerism by many different methods back in the day in fact I go through the old medical books because they seem to cure stuff that supposedly is incurable today (laughs) the old medical books Uh, the old medical books just amazing (laughs) and and what kind of things would they use probably mesmerism or thinking and, and you know spiritual stuff and Everything from Edgar Casey and castor oil packs to what turpentine and even cocaine they used, uh, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? simple, simple things like that. Even mercury would mm. work as a medicine in certain cases. Wow. It would actually work. You would have a side effect, but the drugs today have more side effects than even mercury does. Yeah, man. they have some really toxic <clears throat> medications, especially with cancer. The cancer drugs that they give you and the treatments basically guarantee you 
cancer five or ten years down the line. They just create new cancers. The good news is that you may not die today, but you're going to die in five or six years. That's why they're only interested in a five-year rate after you have cancer. They don't care about that because they know your chances of dying go up on that sixth year tremendously. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it's just troubling. I get so so many emails and you see stories in the news about famous people and all that, and they get this thing called cancer, Adam Bergstrom. And then it's all... we're fighting it, you know, and we're going to do that chemo and the chemos and we're throwing up, but we know that it's worth it. It's just, I don't know, it breaks my heart when I see that kind of stuff because I just know deep down that that's just not where to go. It's just not the way to go. Olivia Newton-John is yeah, a she, recent example of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She never got it. She never really understood that she probably could have just, oh, well, we don't want to talk about somebody, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I've known yeah. so many people uh, well, not so many, but a handful of ladies that had these lumps, things in their breast, and they really understood that it was about somebody, their their husband or their dad or, or their mom, depending on what side, and and uh, they just kind of chilled out and, and relaxed and healed that relationship, and it went away, you know, went yeah. away. I've seen examples of that, you've too. You've seen it, yeah, you've seen it. One of the most dramatic, the lump was about uh, a former teacher that she had uh, that was uh, that reminded her of her first husband. <laughs> and as soon as she cleared that, it went away. As soon as she cleared. And how did she clear it? Well, in fact, this is an interesting story because it was a former girlfriend of mine. Yeah. You've heard me mention the You have a lot of pressure. former girlfriends, just like yeah. I do, so you got to be careful <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I do. This was the light bulb crusher, the one who could crush bulbs in her hand and not get cut. Oh. But anyway, she, uh, did, she went to the doctor and had a lump in her left breast. And the doctor said, we have to cut your breast off, is basically what he said. Yeah. And she said, let me think about it. And he said, you don't have time to think about it. Your life is on the line. Your life is on the line. So she called me up, and I told her, you should see a Donald. So anyway, I basically lost my job by making a trip back to Houston from California with her. And uh, I got back there to a Donald, and right away he asked, uh, what color do you think of? The color escapes me now, but it turned out to be she was studying uh, with a teacher for some reason in Long Beach at the time and reminded of her ex-husband. So anyway, Adana went and felt the breast and pinched it. And she got upset when he pinched it. Yeah, when he pinched it, <laughs> so my she left. Don't do that. <laughs> so, so I asked Adana, uh, does she have cancer or not? He said, the reason I pinched it is because I did reflexology and you can't shrink a cancer. She doesn't have cancer. So anyway, Hmm. long story short, the light bulb crusher went back to California, got a second opinion, and even her husband was for her cutting that breast off. Got a second opinion, and the doctor just did it in the surgery. Took it out in the surgery, right in the surgery, took the little lump out and said, go home. That was it. Oh, he took it out. But isn't that that even a little dangerous and more more involvement than one really needs to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a breast or, 
experience that. I do have breasts. Thanks. You know, they used to use black salve. Huh, yeah. And they claimed that if you cut it out, uh, it would spread. But if you burned it out with the black salve, it didn't work. Mm. And there were many cases of that. The most remarkable one was a woman had a, uh, a, a, a bladder cancer that was growing. No, a, a uterine cancer that was growing out of her vagina. You could actually see it coming out of the vagina. They did the black salve treatment, and guess what? She not only was cured, she had three children afterwards with a womb that was completely cancerous. It it was in a medical book. I didn't find this in a new age book. she put this black salve all over this thing they called cancer? This, Yeah, black salve. I'm kind of nervous about Cancer cells, Adam... My understanding, uh, correct me here, they're really trying to to do something positive for the body, aren't they? They're not trying to kill us, are they? Uh, some of them, I think, are. are but they? Actually, I think they're well-meaning, but I think the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> and the people who know, the further you get up, like the pyramid, you know? Yeah. You know, like they say about uh, the masons and things like that, if you go down the pyramid, they just think they're a mason, but upward there's higher people. Sure. And whether that's true in the masons, I don't know, but in the government, it's definitely true. There are people in Big Farmer who know they are killing people. Sure, they know. Simple as that. How could you not? Right. But so the cancer the doesn't know well meaning. Doesn't know doesn't know it's a problem. It's doing it's it's doing well, it's gotta be trying to clean something up or cure something or help something, because else why would it be there? Because we just don't get something bad happen to us just because it doesn't happen like that. No. I, I believe you have a problem to resolve on a uh, on a cognitive level. God. The emotions work fine, but the thinking of how we use these emotions, mm-hmm. uh, like a masochist can get pleasure out of being tortured. How do you torture a masochist? Don't torture them. Mm-hmm. So... The emotions work fine, but the thinking is what gets it off. We get a trauma, then we get something in our head, and we can't get it out. Oh, I'm afraid of spiders. Uh, A knife is more dangerous, a car is more dangerous, a plane is more dangerous, and most spiders are harmless. Now, if you live in maybe South America, where you're surrounded by tarantulas and deadly uh, snakes, might be different. But people tend to get uh, wrong ideas about things in their heads, and often... They, they worry about the little things and the big things they ignore that could really kill them. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I think, the idea that, that we've all probably had for many lifetimes, including this one, especially when you study this stuff, is that we have to fix something. You know, we, we, gotta, we gotta do something, you know, <laughs> right? We gotta, we gotta do something. We gotta fix it. And it could be uh, not the best course of action all the time. I believe uh, 80% of problems, if you just ignore them, they go away. Mm. And I learned that from a doctor first. And and I heard uh, Robert Vistani yesterday yeah. on your show saying basically the same thing. Don't concentrate on the problem. Concentrate on other things. Yeah. And many things just resolve by themselves. Yeah. Because it is a state of consciousness when you say to yourself, uh, my thyroid is low. Or, I don't know. I've got a lump in my breast. That's just a state of consciousness. And when you go back into that state and, and wiggle around and try to fix it and make it, it gets stronger, I think. And like Robert said yesterday and we've talked about, just focus 
change your state of consciousness to peace, love, and hippie beads, or whatever you want to do, or watch a movie or something, and and then I think the body will deal with it. In most cases, I'm sure there are cases when it's interesting and um, beneficial to to mix to mix to mix around with a little bit, right? With whatever. Small cases are interesting. For instance, I used to use chapstick a lot. It would have chap lips all the time. Yeah. And uh, one time I decided, I'm just going to think it away. And I did it. Then I thought, let me think about my lips. And then I needed chapstick. <laughs> I didn't use it, but I made my lips chap by thinking about it. And I made them unchap by thinking about it. So that was a big revelation. It was a very small thing, but there it was. Well, by the way, talking about moles, this one, of course, has gotten half as big by putting things on it. But whether it's the progestee or, or my mind, I have a mold on my chest yeah. that's been there and black since high school. And for some reason, after how many years, 60 years, <laughs> it just, uh, most of it fell off a few days ago. Isn't that funny? I have no idea why. It just Is it off. the progestee? Is my mind? Is it just resolving by itself? But there you go. Sure, I think there could be argument to be made for as you are so strong in your beliefs for what you're eating and how you do it is good, then it is good, regardless if somebody doesn't think it's good, it's good and it works and you're getting healthier and younger in your own sense, right? And your body's gonna get rid of stuff it doesn't need. I, it makes sense to me, I, you know, makes sense to me. Yeah, our minds tend to grasp on what we're focused on. Oh, stick and on anything. A culture that has bad stuff, that's what we focus on. And then we start to believe, oh, the economy is bad. I can't make a living. That's this right. is that and yeah. everything. I can't do that. No, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. So, Adam Bergstrom, join us and join the conversation. Uh, we, that's why we have the phone line, which most often works these days. 888-663-6386 you can call or patrick at oneradionetwork.com it is 17 august 2022 we are live here so please join us so what did you think about the ray pete show i thought it was one of the the more insightful ones we've had in, with ray pete uh, it was good very huh? good wasn't it good and we were we were kind of concerned about him too yeah the last show we were and yeah. so were some of the listeners and, and yep. just to get you up to speed about two months ago Ray Pete started to really have a hard time talking you know and where he would just uh, you can listen to the shows and he he would pause and it was almost like if I had to describe it I would think of maybe a cognitive disorder early Alzheimer's right Adam Something like that, really not good, right? And it did this for two months. And uh, so it's really funny. I didn't say anything to him because, you know, what was I going to do? I didn't know what was going on, you know? So I just went with, I just go with the flow and he was able to answer the questions and people could understand. It was just, it was just kind of painful in a way and just getting through it. So I assumed. You know what happens when we assume, <laughs> make an ass of yourself. <laughs> I assumed in my mind, well, you know, I, th I think maybe he just needs a little more fat in his, for his head, you know, for his brain. Because, um, you know, the carnivore people have been talking about the brain, the fat fueling the brain. And then 
uh, th- a few months back, Ray Pete had suggested he was going to start eating more carbs. Remember? He said that on the show. So I thought, well, maybe he just needs more meat and fat and good stuff. So I sent him a whole bunch of carnivore videos. Like, I, you know, <laughs> here's me trying to help a guy who you know, knows what he's talking about. And <laughs> so I did. And he was real sweet, you know, and he, and he watched some of them. So, but he told me in an email that he figured out that it was, he had an allergic reaction, a bad one, to celery. Was it in some product, did he say, the celery juice was? Do you remember? Bacon. Bacon? It was celery-flavored bacon. Celery, was there such a thing? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know. At the health food store. It was (laughs) celery-flavored bacon? Yeah, and I was concerned. Remember when the big celery juice thing came out? Yeah. Celery is one of the most toxic elements, and actually, it has a poison that the, uh, not the geneticists, before GMOs, they would breed things. So they bred the poison to be stronger to kill the bugs. Well, people would eat a stalk of celery, thinking it was healthy, get on a treadmill, and drop over dead immediately from anaphylactic shock. Whoa. So I wondered, how could this be with celery? They had jacked it up. But it turns out that celery does that to certain sensitive people anyway. So when they had this juice craze, a certain amount of people died. Now, the thing I learned from Ray Pete on your show was that sugar will stop the anaphylactic shock, which is very important for people who get bee stings mm-hmm. and get anaphylactic shock uh, from eating certain seafood, from uh, cashews, peanuts, things like that. It could save a lot of lives if you don't have access to epinephrine. But with anaphy- anaphylactic shock, you have to get it quickly or you're passed out and dead. It's that quick. So you've known for a long time that celery, you know, we've been talking about all these different chemicals and stuff and, you know, oxalates and stuff in vegetables, that celery has a whole lot of them and they actually jacked it up with genetically or hybridizing them? Since the early 1980s is when I first found out about it. During the, the senior Bush administration, they... Uh, jacked up celery and potatoes which have solanine in it they both have poisons they jacked them up but then they said they were going to release 37 more the next year came out of george bush senior's mouth that they were going to do this be a lot of people don't realize you don't need gmos to make something toxic if i want to cross a tomato with uh with a real deadly nightshade you can do it so it doesn't take yeah. GMOs. So you have to be very careful. Even we have uh, pluots and all these combination of ap- apricots and plums. They're probably harmless, but they're made naturally. Burbank was doing it way back uh, 150 years ago or so. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of combinations can be dangerous. And when they breed them for our health, that's great. But when they breed them for pesticides to kill bugs, we're in trouble. Not good. Uh, Lynn, who does our, uh, writes our notes, she does a great job. She says, I don't think the bacon was celery-flavored. Rather, celery powder was used to cure bacon in lieu of nitrates and nitrites. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. interesting. I didn't know. And the humor is the nitrates... They're not bad for you, are they? They're not... <laughs> the, the nitrates they use for the bacon are actually less than you will get out of a non-organic beet. 
when you put nitrate fern- uh, uh, fertilizer on vegetables, it makes them as much as 200 times more nitrates in a non-organic beet or a spinach than there is hmm. in a uh, in a meat in in sandwich meat. So that's would be the commercial grown beets and stuff. They're full of these. Are these nitrites are not good for us? Oh, they're very dangerous. Are they? They give a lot of heart attacks uh, oh, and things like that. Like the super beets. What is a super beet? A non-organic beet. Anybody can get it, get, buy it at Safeway. <laughs> but an organic beet. It's very important to see uh, to eat certain foods like spinach, kale, uh, beets because. They love nitrates, and they just suck it in. Mm. So when they use a nitrate fertilizer, it does that. Now, ammonia doesn't. If you use fertilizer from chicken manure or bat guano or something, you're not going to have the problem. But the artificial ones or the synthetic ones and the ones chemical that they get out of chili and things like that, those really pose a danger. Uh, most people will do fine. They'll eat the organic beet, I mean the non-organic beet, and say they're fine. But a certain statistical amount of them who have sensitivities will drop dead. Well, I hate it when that happens too. When you're not, when you, you know, when you're not ready to go, you don't have your affairs in order. And, uh, right. Now, of course, I believe you have to have a cognitive problem to sure. be attracted to those kind of foods it kind of works out I agree I think the universe is really smart and it <laughs> knows what it's doing I agree and we should pay attention to it I agree I, I, I love that because I think that's the way it works Adam B is is that we have a cognitive or a spiritual cattywampus going on right cattywampus is a good word that things have to get back in balance because we're believing or imagining something that is not in line with truth or spirit you know, peace, love, and hippie beads. So spirit will encourage us to do something to bring up the issue so we can cure it. So we might then be attracted to some dumb beat so we can figure out, you know what I'm saying? I think that's how it works. Yeah, a lot of people say it's the mind. Some say it's the food. I think it's the mind that attracts you to the food that's going to give you the problem. Even if it's a so-called health food, it often will be a food that's not appropriate for that person. Did you hear Ray Pete talking about uh, uh, back in the days when when our hands got orange from drinking all this carrot juice? That was funny. I remember those days. Did you ever go through that? Oh, yeah. Lots of carrot juice. I I think... uh, you know, I think carrot juice actually sometimes has cured cancer. And I has think uh, here's the problem with uh, certain people can't process it. Again, it comes down to we have differences within yeah. us. I tried to get orange. I drank quarts and quarts and quarts <laughs> of uh, I couldn't get guy. orange. You try everything, man. I just want to be orange and see. Right. I didn't realize that was a good thing. When you turn orange, you have a sensitivity to it. Because you can't process oh, it. Oh, is that what it is? You have a sensitivity to yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. And then Ray Peter's completely right. So you can get in trouble with beta carotene. You do need retinol. Now, if a person doesn't want to eat meat, because that's one way to get your retinol, is they can get baby <laughs> vegetables because vitamin A creates retinol, not the, I mean, creates uh, beta carotene, not the other way around. Back in 1948, I believe, two women at... Uh, some university had an electron microscope and proved it 
and today we're taught that beta carotene is the precursor to retinol and that's not true boy so many of these things are just the opposite of what we've been told over the years haven't we Man. This has been the, the last decade was the wow. decade of me having my mind blown about how so many things. <laughs> Ray Pete was one of the instigators, but it just happens to be that 50% of what they say, even the the editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, he and said, uh, what is the other one? Uh, JAMA? Uh, the Lancet. J- Journal, or JAMA, Journal of American Medical or Lancet. It's a big one. Yeah. yeah. The Lancet guy says 50% of medical research is incorrect. Whoa. That's a big percentage and a big admission from the Lancet, which is about as conservative as you can get. It's like the AMA journal. And, and 97% of the studies are, are inaccurate because they're funded by the people who want certain results, and the other 3% you're censored. I think we both put that on Facebook. <laughs> yep. That is true. <laughs> it really is true, isn't it? I mean, come on. You know it's true. You just know it's I've true. I've seen it because if they get the wrong results, they're defunded yeah, just like that. That's right. that's right. No money. <laughs> that's right. All these people, God love them, these climate changers and Green New Dealers and boy, well, the science, you know, it's there, boy. I mean, it's there. And they have, you know, thousands of studies that they paid for to prove that the earth is, is warming unnecessarily because of human behavior. They've got these studies. By the way, they don't want us to drive to the store in our gasoline car, but the jet planes, Oprah is now <laughs> number nine in the uh, on the world list of global polluters. 78 <laughs> flights uh, and tons and tons of carbon dioxide, much more than I could if I kept on riding back and forth to Texas for a, for a year. It's hilarious. <laughs> so I mean, they... they they go to like when uh, Pelosi went to uh, uh, Taiwan. Taiwan. Did you see all the vehicles they brought in the plane and they lit up the back taillight of the plane to say we're coming to China, we're coming to liberate Taiwan. Uh, but all the pollution, when the president goes anywhere, they bring all these vehicles with them and pollute the air and yet we can't even ride our cars to the store you know that's what these people are about you know they want it all and they don't want us to have anything and that's just the way it is i mean we just got to be honest about it i mean this is not tinfoil hat stuff i mean this is what they want (laughs) they want want us to eat crickets and grasshoppers (laughs) and artificial meat (laughs) grown in the lab soylent green remember that movie that's great I do, I do. Charlton Heston, Charlton Heston movie. Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Stay right there, Adam, and we're going to promote a couple of products here and then be back with you, so join the show if you want. Such a fun guy to talk to. His websites are SolarTiming.com, where you can get his e-books, 10 bucks or some, 15 whatever, very inexpensive, SolarTiming.com. And I got a whole bunch of ebooks about a whole bunch of things. Well, we have a, a great sale going on. The, the biggest sale of the year for one of my faves, which is pine pollen. I always have my little bottle here, and I do a hit every morning, right around you know early in the morning when the testosterone is uh, kind of building. This is the time when we have morning wood. You have morning wood, like either hardwood, cherry wood, or you know, softwoods. You want hardwoods and so, so, so you do the pine pollen at a certain time, and uh, 
you do it like um, in the morning and then uh, midday and then also at night, I think around circulation sex time when uh, Mr. Happy and Mrs. Happy are doing things. So this is a great product, 20% off, the biggest sale of the year on pine pollen. You've heard me talking about it for year, years and you said, man, I'm just going to buy some so that guy will just quit talking about it. So you can do that. Daniel Vitalis, your pine pollen has been around for many years and really getting some good results with testosterone building for guys. How does it work? Well, it works by actually containing phytotestosterone. It's very similar to when people use a bioidentical testosterone, except it's in a plant form and it's readily usable by the body. So many people have turned to bioidentical testosterone without looking to nature to see what options are out there. Pine pollen contains not only testosterone, but it's also got DHEA and a few other anabolic hormones as well. So if somebody's looking to increase the testosterone in their body and uh, looking to have more anabolic function, then pine pollen's a really good alternative to some of the pharmaceutical therapies people have been turning to. And so much easier on the body than the synthetic form. And we have pine pollen and all survival links on sale right now. Well, just the pine pollen right now, Patrick. So we'll just uh, interrupt you there, if you don't mind, sir. Uh, pine pollen, 20% off. The promo code is RESTORE20. 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 20% off on uh, OneRadioNetwork.com. That's the um, place to go in uh, the the Sir Thrival link and do pine pollen. And while you're there, may as well pick up some elk velvet antler if you want to stay young and snappy too. We're with Daniel Vitalis from Sir Thrival. Is it fair to say, Daniel, that the elk velvet antler could be a pro-euthanine kind of product as well as a kind of a pro-sexual kind of a product? You know, it's a little bit of both and much more than that as well. You know, if you think about the antlers of an elk or a deer or a moose, these are the most rapidly growing mammalian tissues in nature. And they fall off every year and they regenerate the following year. In order to do that, they contain a lot of hormonal substances that cause tissues to grow really rapidly. So it's kind of like putting the youthful vigor of you know your prime back into your bloodstream. At the same time that it's doing that, though, it's nourishing all the joints. It's nourishing all the connective of tissue of the body, keeping it elastic and juicy. So it's kind of like if you could combine a, a nature-based steroid with an ultra-concentrated collagen-rich bone broth. And if you put those two things together, that'd give you something like what elk antler does, especially in this alcohol extract, which allows you to really absorb all those hormonal substances and all those growth factors that really keep tissues youthful and elastic. This great elk... Youthful and elastic, isn't that great? I remember a, uh, an Ayurvedic doctor that I used to um, read his stuff and I went to a few of the workshops. He would, he would talk about... Um, that we want to stay juicy. And interesting, the term juicy, which is really interesting uh, when you think about it with the cells and the, the organs and uh, everything being juicy and kind of not dried up, which is what many people do when they, quote, get old, unquote. They kind of dry up, right? Just kind of dry up. So that's the, you want to stay juicy. So you drink plenty of water and eat the right foods at the right time and do all the things and uh, um, stay juicy. So th this uh, elk velvet antler will help you stay juicy, I think. Um, uh, electromagnetic fields have their moments, and we're not sure exactly what they do, but there's plenty...
you know, plenty of science out there, and we've done quite a few interviews on it with some real experts. And uh, if you get real geeky on it, uh, I don't do that because I don't want to put all that negative stuff in my in my consciousness. So I just do everything I can to say they're not going to hurt me. And then, you know, we tie our, you know, we trust God and tie our camel. So I've got a couple of these in my home. It's the the um, EMF protection device called Blue Shield. It's a cube, and it emanates uh, 90 yards with a frequency that changes off and on oh, every 45 seconds or so. And the reason it does that is because when we, if we were just put one vibration or one frequency or one out there, the body would get used to it and it just would, you know, it doesn't work, right? It just doesn't work. But these people in Australia figured this out years ago and so it changes and this frequency then works with the cells in the body uh, the molecule, I don't know how it works exactly, but helps the body to, to vibe more and to not be affected by electromagnetic fields as without it. So it's pretty cool technology. They've used this with chickens and cows and uh, they produce more milk, better mortality rates, more eggs, uh, better looking eggs, more yolky orange and every cool thing uh, proving that these animals were staying healthier even while exposed to electromagnetic fields, which are the big ones are Wi-Fi, cell phone towers, and well, even even if you stay too close to your your mobile phone and your TV and computer has some of these things going on. So anyway, uh, uh, this is a great product. Use promo code One Radio for ten percent off. Promo code One Radio for ten percent off, and get yourself one of these. You can get a pocket model to, and. Uh, to carry around with you when you're driving the city with near all the, the 5G stuff. It's a great product on OneRadioNetwork.com. From Oops. the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're talking with the lovely and talented Adam Bergstrom, who has two websites, SolarTiming.com, where all of his e-books, and then SunSync Nutrition. SunSync Nutrition then is a different model, right? That's a, you pay what, 95 bucks for forever? 99 bucks forever. Yep. And, and what lots kind of, of uh, lots of things? We have there. color recycling videos, food lists, how to figure out your exact time where you're located, uh, blogs, information, all kinds of things. All kinds of cool stuff. Uh, so we, we were talking about Ray Pete's show on Monday, which was really great. Um, did you Did you hear I read an email from somebody. Did you see that? The email was a pretty snarky one. You know, it was commenting on one of the carnivore shows we did. And the guy was saying, Patrick, you're so stupid. Don't you listen to anything that Ray Pete says? You know, commenting that I'm eating lots of meat and, <laughs> and eggs. And uh, he said, maybe when you have him on Monday, you actually listen to him for a change. You know, that kind of. So I read that to Ray Pete and he just laughed. You know, he just laughed, of course, because we're all different, you know. And, uh, um, you know, you know how that works. But anyway. He's ate his share of meat, too. I mean, oh, he uh, does. one time he was eating liver once a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah just he, by liver. He does. And, uh, and by the way, he's right about beef being safer because uh, cows have the ability to take omega-3 fatty acids and actually biohydrogenate them. Hmm. See, all hydrogenated foods are not bad like they tell you because nature has been doing it in milk for years i read about that 
30, 40 years ago. And there's proof that cows actually can take omega-3s, omega-6s, even omega-9s and make it into stearic acid. Otherwise, how can they eat all that grass, which is full of omega-3s, right? and still feed their calves? They have the ability to do it. So they make it into steric acid. But steric acid, is that a beneficial substance or it's just a yes, no, maybe? It's one of the beneficial ones. Palmic acid is not so good. Okay. It's very low in coconut oil, but it's big in palm oil. So that's why I would uh, minimize palm oil. I never avoid something completely because you want to keep your immune system tuned in uh, so that you can protect yourself against it. Otherwise, you're going to end up the boy in the bubble. So every once in a while, we need a little junk food or a little so-and-so. Hmm. I eat very, very clean, but still, every once in a while, I'm not afraid to take a little of uh, some kind of uh, toxic, seemingly toxic food. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had... Uh I had some Haagen-Dazs ice cream at the HEB, which is just three ingredients, milk, cream, and sugar. That's it. It's probably, that is wonderful. It's I probably one of the cleanest that. ice creams in the world. Well, vanilla, vanilla, uh, vanilla too. Yeah, vanilla is no problem no. at all. Right? Well, either it's cream or sugar or milk. I mean, it's not, not it's pasteurized and it's not organic or grass-fed, but still, I mean, come on. If you can do a little treatsy, I mean, what's, what's not to like about that? It's not going to kill you. Amazing. Yeah, I'm not going to lower your lifespan by any stretch. You know, you know. <clears throat> by the way, on celery, just to prove that uh, I, I don't make this stuff up, right. do you know that celery, uh, you could go in, some people can go into a supermarket, touch the celery, and go out and break out in red spots. No kidding. And to prove it, it's all over. It's all over the internet. How toxic it can be. Let me read you this. Okay. This is Doctor Google. Celery isn't likely to have any toxic effects as long as you take common sense precautions, <laughs> such as washing your hands or any area of skin that touched the juice from celery, especially the green leafy leaves. Farmers and grocers are at particularly high risk for photosensitivity reactions from the sorolins and celery. Sorolins? So, sorolins? Sorolins are the name. The, the same things when they have it in uh, uh, certain foods that cows eat and they break out in photosensitive reactions. Oh, uh, St. John's wort. You know, people yeah. will take that, go out in the sun and break out in spots. One time my mother was put on a blood pressure medication and she, I told her, go out in the sun. Now, it was 4 o'clock, so it was really gentle sun. She broke out in bright red spots. Mm -hmm. And we went to the doctor. Oh, I forgot to tell you about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so do we think that celery, just in its own own form, maybe heritage like it was years ago, was, was also toxic because of the chemicals, or did it just get toxic at them when they start messing with it, genetically hybridizing it and such? A lot of those foods were more toxic at one point. Right. We have we have actually bred them in ways to be more friendly to us. Hmm. So I'm not against plant breeding if it's done for our health. I'm against it when they want to kill insects with it and do other <laughs> things or make it last. The main reason they use uh, either GMOs or uh, regular breeding is to make it have a long shelf life to last forever 
You know, one time, perfect example. I went to the store and bought cherries. I forgot about them. They were in the refrigerator for three months. They were perfect. They were perfect. <laughs> they were perfect. I threw them away. Then I went to uh, what is there's a health food store, country something in Texas. There, I went there and got my cherries. They started breaking down in three or four days. I saved some deliberately to see how long they would last. Cherries do not last that long. Oh. If they last a week or two or three or three months, you have a problem. I wouldn't eat foods like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, as you know, a lot of these plants have chemicals because they want to keep people away from them, right? Because you, you know, you can't. They can't run away like cows can. Uh, and then what did you think about, was, did you have any reaction when Ray Pete said he's not, he's off of vegetables altogether right now? Interesting. Uh, vegetables can, can be, uh, we tend to eat fruto vegetables. Basically, they're botanical fruits. Yes. Tomatoes Squash, are one of tomatoes. our favorites. Peppers and cucumbers, things like that. We, in fact, we eat most of those. Uh, we yep. don't eat kale that often, but we do because it, it's a good source of vitamin K. We cook the heck out of it, though, for three or four hours. Yeah, I mean, you kill which it. people there's can't there's understand not, that. nothing left, baby. By the time, could you imagine cooking kale, folks, for three hours like Adam does? You know, I don't even know if it would exist. But that's interesting because remember Dr. Jubb, the crazy and Dr. Jubb? He was a microscopist and a blood formation specialist. And he always argued from the day I met him that we were, we were frugivores, right? That's what he argued, remember? And he, we used to talk about that. And anything with the seeds, like you say, squash, tomatoes, peppers, what else uh, has seeds? Um, uh, okra, what else has seeds? Uh, cu- cucumbers. Uh, cucumbers. Yeah, when I, ever, I do better with those vegetables than I've ever done with uh, all the other ones, ever. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I only used lettuce back in the day for yeah. something on my hamburger or, <laughs> or my veggie burger when I was a vegetarian. Right. You know, I, yeah. I, I never really, uh, if I had a salad, I had to put blue cheese dressing on it or a bunch of chunks of cheese and olives and oils and right. whatever to jazz it up because I just never, uh, now some people can't. I have a Canadian friend, she can eat a head of lettuce by itself. It's amazing. Thing, huh? A head of lettuce would take me two weeks to finish, frankly. She loved iceberg lettuce. And iceberg lettuce actually has a little bit of an opioid in it that can get you high. So really? maybe okay. that was her thing. I'm going to try maybe. You know, I tried to do that, but I couldn't keep it lit. You know, I just kept trying to light the lettuce. and just kidding. Uh, okay, so this is sent in. This is fun. Show and tell. This is from Nancy in Nebraska. And uh, she said, what is this? Can you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, Looks, what part of the body is that on, Nancy? Email us back. It's just like a little, I don't know, I don't know what that is. Some kind of allergic to re- reaction. reaction. Something's touched. Uh, I don't think it's an insect bite, but you never can tell. Spiders, uh, little spiders bite all the time. We have problems with that sometimes there. <laughs> And she lives on a farm or a ranch. She's got cows, and and uh, I don't think they have monkeypox uh, in Kansas yet. Just <laughs> kidding, God. I don't know what that is. The, you know, the body just does these things, Nancy. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, uh, would you 
recommend she does anything for that or just figure it'll just go away? Aloe. Aloe vera might be a good thing to put on it. And otherwise, I just wait if it goes away quickly. But it does show a sensitivity uh, that can be corrected. It's usually something we put in our mouth that makes us sensitive to the things outside. And we differ. You know, human digestion is as different as bears. All bears are considered carnivore. But if you feed a panda bear meat, they'll die. But in, and if you feed a polar bear uh, bamboo, they'll die. They'll die, yeah. So yeah. we have a tremendous difference in our digestions. And know yourself. Don't listen to what the experts, the doctors tell you. Right. What does your body do? If you have reactions like this, you have to figure out what you're eating, what you're thinking, and fix it. You bet, baby. You're the man. Anna Bergstrom, uh, 888-663-6386. There is just no doubt about that one. What you're eating, what you're thinking, and, uh, and then, well, I guess our, our microbiome and our gut and our colon and tummy I've got so many different kind of guys running around in there. How could we possibly tell Adam what to eat? You know, <laughs> yeah. do you know all the bugs and, and all the stuff that he's thinking and I'm thinking? How could we possibly do that? It's interesting. When a person goes from meat to vegetables or vegetables to meat, their gut changes within three days yeah. dramatically. They used to think it take, took months, even years, but it's very, very quick. So you can get quick results out of what you're doing. I think it was Ray Pete one time said, when people say uh, you eat this and it makes you feel worse and that's called a Herxheimer reaction, mm -hmm. they're full of it. <laughs> if it makes you worse, that's not a reaction. It should make you feel better. It's an excuse for people who are taking something that, uh, uh, I, one time I had a, uh, I, I met a person who was kind of like a guru huh. And someone said, well, I'm having a cleansing reaction. And her disciple said, you have a lot of cleansing reactions. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I get kind of misunderstood there. But if we have something and it hurts or doesn't work, that not that a clue, though, that we shouldn't, we don't do well with that particular food? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just, that's what I'm saying okay. yeah, right away. But people say, oh, it's a reaction to it. Like you start taking a supplement and they say, I feel bad. Well, that'll go away. That's because you're not used to it. That's just not true. Oh, you're I either, you yeah. either can handle it or can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. There are some, like anything we say, there's always some exception to the rule. Someone out there has an exception to the rule. So, so if you have... Uh, you might have an exception to the rule. Sure. So don't pay total attention to me. Pay attention to your body. Same thing when I do mind hacking. I don't tell a person what's wrong with them by what's in the book. Their body tells me what's right, wrong. Right, yeah. and Is it a man or a woman? You mention something uh, and you say, how's your wife? And your right foot moves. Uh-oh, something's <laughs> going on here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh -oh. Your wife could be sick. It doesn't mean you're mad at her. She could be sick, or she could be having a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, some. Uh, uh, oh, Lynn sent this in. Let's read it for fun. Uh, Toxins in celery from Livestrong. That's a pretty good website, isn't it? Livestrong. I think they're pretty good. The pol polarins. P S O R. Is that is that the word? Polarins. 
Sorolins. Sorolins. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. No, it's, you're probably right because it's like possum, uh, P-S-O, yeah, yeah, Sorolins. The Sorolins on celery originate from a brownish fungi known as pink rot. Only eat celery with no brown spots to avoid taking in Sorolins. Avoid consuming the pesticide in or inorganic celery by buying only organic celery or from a local grower. Well, I don't know if that tells us much. You know, that... Whatever. You know, they're incorrect about that because yeah. the organic celery is more dangerous. How because uh, the, Here's a strange thing. Uh, a pesticide will stop uh, celery from doing anything because it doesn't regard the pesticide as a poison. But if bugs attack celery, hmm. uh, then it releases poisons to kill the bugs. Now, that same poison is sensitive to human beings. So if you see celery at the farmer's market and it looks kind of grungy, you know, with a bunch of uh, bite marks and things, that's the celery to avoid. The celery in a market that's non-organic looks really good. Well, you need a farmer, an organic farmer, to make it look good, too. If it looks good, you're okay because it hasn't been attacked. But celery is attacked. Uh, chemical warfare. It attacks whatever's attacking it. Yeah, but and it, it, excuse me, but if it hasn't been attacked, wouldn't that mean, Adam, that it's full of a bunch of potentially toxic chemicals to keep them from attacking it? No. No? You no, know, it actually is clear at that point. It, it makes hmm. the chemicals on demand. Uh, imagine a chemical fam, uh, 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 factory yeah. where they have the ingredients that are not toxic. They put them together and they become toxic. Or they can undo it. Sodium chloride is perfectly okay. Sodium by itself is a poison. Chloride by itself is chlorine gas and kills yeah. people. So the same kind of thing, they, the celery could just dissociate those things and suddenly you have a dangerous supplement. It could take simple salt and do that or bicarbonate or anything like that. Right. Make a deadly poison. <laughs> are, you, are you in line with the uh, with Ray Pete on the whole idea of the Martin's pickling and canning salt, the, just the pure sodium chloride with no, nothing else. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we the same thing. Like, uh, what was the uh, the dentist said? Doctor Hal Huggins. He, he he always talked Huggins. about that. He talked about that all the time. Yep. And he claimed Adam that he would do what he called chemistries, blood chemistries with his patients. And he would test all the ratios between sodium and potassium and calcium, blah, 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 all of them, for years. And he, I, you know, I believed him. He was a very honest, ethical man. And then he said that when, when he took people off of sea salt and put them onto Morton's pickling and canning salt, that their chemistry ratios improved. Interesting. Very I think that's true, and the iodized salt is one of the more dangerous yeah, ones. That's because, a great pizza, uh, right? Yeah, in in our west, I, I I wrote a whole book about it because I was intrigued with that, and I researched it. It people say, well, what about all the iodide in Japan? But they take goitrogens. They have uh, like uh, Chinese cabbage, a whole bunch of things like that. And so it protects them somewhat. You go up to uh, Hokkaido, though, in northern Japan, they don't eat that type of things, and they just eat a lot of the seaweeds. Thyroid cancer is rampant. Wow, really? 
I hate it when that happens. If you'd like to join the show, uh, do. Call, call in and say hi. 888-663-6386. Email patrickoneradionetwork.com. We're going to talk to a lady who had an out-of-body experience in about an hour and 15 minutes and see how that changed her life. But uh, do, do join us. Um, did you happen to have a chance to tune in yesterday with Kate Cavanaugh? She was a regenerative farmer. Did you hear any of her show? No. Oh, really? We wanted to. We will be Really good, to yeah. yeah. And uh, it's up on BitChute, too, and YouTube. But she was really good, and I loved her stuff. She, had, um, she talked quite a bit about the idea of um, kind of, um, um, you know, a lot of the vegans, vegetarians argue uh, that spiritually it's just bad to eat meat because you know it's bad and it's evil and you know the whole PETA thing and and I get that you know I I, I don't like killing anything either. I don't like to kill ants I, I get that but she when you when you think about the soil and how the animals affect the soil and bring the soil back and keep the soil from turning into a desert with their pee and their poop and you know the whole uh, organic thing going on with the cows and the buffalo and the bison and the goats and the chickens and the soil and how we are involved with the soil and we're all together and she makes a really good argument why the animals are there for us to eat them you know and I think she's right I mean why else are they there 